Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 45 of season one. I'd like to welcome you to this podcast, and it's an honor and privilege to be here to share with you what God's put on my heart from each segment. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, I ask that you share it with somebody and, you know, maybe get them to listen too, because I want to touch people for God in this lost and dying world. I want to help Christians, you know, through their trials and their storms by the word of God. I want to bring people to Christ through this podcast and also through, you know, our Sunday church that we do, God's Internet Church, which... I'm thinking about doing now, the circumstances has changed a little bit, live on Facebook Live, but also as a podcast. And, you know, with joining with this podcast. And <clears throat> just some things coming up. And tonight's, today's show, we're going to be uh, talking about believing God for our healing. That is the Bible study. And for our segment on God Teaches Us in Different Ways, we're going to be talking about a story from the same source I read yesterday's book from that live, a weekly journal, Journey of Practical Christian Living. It's called The Blown Down Tree. And we got the music segment. They're still getting my equipment fixed. So we'll get back to music as soon as we can with that too. But we'll be right back after these messages. If you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube, go to the search bar and type in charge it to the game podcast and you will get all you need to know about the world of sports from this podcast on youtube i am a describer and i recommend this podcast to you subscribe to them today go to the search bar on youtube and type in charge it to the game and hit describe and it will give you everything that you need to know about the world of sports and i do do this I am recommending this because I do describe to this and I describe to it to keep my dad updated on some things that maybe he's missing. And it gives me something to talk about him when we go visit to him, you know, to share the bond over. But I do support this. Now, welcome back to God's Internet Church podcast also, and we're going to get into the Word of God about this subject, Believing God for Healing. And if you got your Bibles with you, open them up to the book of Exodus, chapter number 15. And we're going to look at verse 26. Okay? Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And it says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in the sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. 
I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought to the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who healeth thee. Well, here we have here, the scriptures telling us here that God is our healer. But it also says that he had a little message here for the Egyptians. He said, if you will do everything I say, you follow my directions, you live for me the best you can. I will not put these diseases on you. Okay? But then he also turned around and said, there's two things going on here. Okay? And I think that was a warning because, you know, he was going to start going after Egypt with these plagues and things that are going on and to get his people to go and get out of that land. But it also turned around and said, I am the Lord who healeth thee. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. In fact, the part of the verse they're sharing here, they didn't give the whole verse. I'm not too happy about this study book because they don't give the whole verse. But I'm a believer that you read the whole verse. You just don't take segments of reading the verse. You read the whole verse and explain it. But the focus is, I am the Lord who healeth thee, or you, all right? The first thing we got to remember in the book, in this book, God said, in the Bible, one of the names God choose to be called is Jehovah Rapha, which means, I am the Lord who healeth thee, and let me tell you something, saints. I've heard this when I was first being a Christian. And my pastor at the time I was sitting on, the pastor I was sitting on at that time, since I'm a pastor and pastoring my own church, um, I don't have a pastor right now. But I heard him say, Jeho Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. And... I had to ask my pastor's son about that. I took him out in the hallway in the vestibule and asked him. And he said, oh, that's another name for God. That's in the Bible. And he gave me, later on, we went over to his house that evening because I was staying the night with him because I was young. I was still in high school. I think it was 10th grade. And I stayed over at the house that night. It was summer. And... He opened up the Bible and he showed me different things that what the Lord's name is. And that means Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. And we got to remember that. God wants you to know that he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. He's here to heal you. He's here to help you. He's heal here. Not to, to hear you physically. He's here to hear heal your relationships. He's here to heal your working relationships. But the thing is, we got to let him be Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth us. Okay? And today, we're going to be focusing on more of healing. There's a lot of people out there that suffer and scared 
because they don't take their needs to the Lord. Now, my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, she's not passing on, but she's in hospice. And she kind of decided that she had enough and it was time for her to move on. And I didn't have access with her to try to encourage her to keep fighting because when I was around, she kept fighting because she knew God wanted her to keep fighting. But when they got her in the hospital, they did puncture her lung. And that and she was on dialysis three days a week, five hours a day. And plus she had to get perikinesis being drained from her cirrhosis of the liver from her stomach. Um, to drain her stomach where it would build up. And she just thought one more thing added to that list is too much to bear. But if I could have been around, I would have told her like I told her this already. The Lord can heal thee. The Lord can heal that lung. And then we found out all they got to do is it will heal itself in 10 weeks. And then they can inflate it. And then that air or whatever that she, or oxygen she would need would be taken away. But I didn't have access to let her know that. But the thing is, I did tell her all this stuff before. She chose to, I guess, the easy way. You know, sometimes serving God ain't the easy way. But it's the right way. And I'm not faulting her for her decision she made. She's got to decide what she's going to do. And I don't think God will we're hurt her for that, okay? In fact, this could be a leading from God that I don't know about, wanting her to come home to the Lord. But she wants it now. And I had to explain to her, God decides that timing, all right? But Jehovah is a Rapha. We can go to him and we can ask God to heal us. We can ask God to take care of us. We can ask God. And if we believe in faith, the answer is there. No matter what. Sometimes it's maybe. Sometimes it's no. And sometimes it's not right now. But let me tell you something, saints. God will heal you in the appropriate time. All right? And the healing might come. I hate to say it. When... She passes on to be with the Lord. It will be then. But God could supernaturally come in, touch her and heal her, and get her off this deathbed. And before I knew, the night before I got the call that she was going on hospice, my wife, uh, I was out of town on a, to go see my doctors out of town, because my doctors out of town. And, the day I went to go see the doctors, I got the call. But the night before she called me, I prayed, Lord, go into that body, heal that cirrhosis of the liver, heal her kidneys, and this might, and then the next day she went there. So it could be God's answer for her to move on with hospice and be healed and take her home. Now, in her frame of mind at the time, I do understand. 
what she was feeling because it was one more thing she would have to bear, one more thing she would have to take dialysis, one more thing she would have to carry, you know, on her lap while we're taking her to the car or on the, the wheelchair. And, you know, but praise the Lord. She's still with us. It's been a week. And she's still with us. So we're going to pray for her a little later. But the Lord can come down and heal her supernaturally. He might be waiting for a certain time. Or he might just be waiting for her to pass on. And then she'll be healed then. And But let me tell you something, saints. God can heal you. God can touch you. My God, when I was um, starting with heart decongestive failure in poor hearing, then the pen, then I got, God didn't heal me all the way from it, but God healed my health enough to get me home. Now, God can heal my heart all the way, but he's choosing to let it stay around. Why? I don't know. That's God. But I know he healed me enough to get home and get back to my life, to get back to preaching his word and living for him and being with my wife. But let me tell you something, saints. God killed me two times with a blood infection that I got from the device they put in to help my heart. But let me tell you something. God healed me those two times. And both times I was almost dead. Because of that blood infection. But God, we cried out to God. God touched me. God healed me. The devil tried stopping me from preaching. But I kept preaching the word of God. I may have took a couple weeks off here and there. But I came back to the pulpit. And I'm still back into the pulpit. And I even started now. Um, preaching. The, I mean, doing this podcast. Because I wasn't doing that at the time. But I, we got to realize that God is Jehovah Rapha that would heal us. And he wants to heal us. All right. He will perform his role completely. What does that mean? That means he's going to completely con be in control of who he is and who he is in our life. Okay. He wants total control. We have to give him that. We got to stop fighting him having total control. But he will be in control of everything that he does for us. In other words, if it's something we want him to do and it's not right for us, he's not going to do it. In other words, he's going to give us what we need and not what we want. Now, sometimes he gives us the ones of our hearts after he gives us what we need. Okay? But he, if we, if we, he, we got to realize he is in control of our lives. Especially if we come to him. He created us. Especially if we come to him and live for him. We got to get our butt off the throne of God and let God sit there and direct us. And that means we got to go to God and ask him for everything. Not to sit there and try to fix things ourselves. But he will form his complete role in your life. 
just like he did with with Job. You know, in the end, God will be the one that coming out and took care of us. Hallelujah. Okay. God hasn't God hasn't changed. He's all powerful. But if we don't go to him with our asking of healing or other things going in our lives, he's all powerful to do it. He gave us a choice. He gave us a choice of will. He gave us a choice of asking. He don't impose on us. There's a lot of people in the world saying that God imposes on us. No, he doesn't. He gives you a choice. He wants you, <coughs> excuse me, my allergies are acting up. He wants you, you know, do things for you. But he wants you to be the one to choose it. He gave Adam and Eve a choice. He told them not to eat of that fruit in the Garden of Eden. What did they do? Eve chose to listen to the devil, the serpent, and eat of that fruit. Okay? He could have stopped it. He knew what was going to happen. He could have stopped it. He could have removed the tree where they wasn't even tempted. Or he could have came down and told the devil where to go. That's that, that serpent. But he allowed it to happen. Because he wanted to see what he, they would choose. And he knew what they were going to choose. God wasn't surprised. Surprise. And you shouldn't be surprised either. Because... God wants you to choose, and he wants you to choose his way. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that like he did with Job. I'm not saying that towards the end of Job, that he won't try to help you choose the right way, you know, or, and, you know, get us to, to come to him. But it's our choice. Okay? How can we do this? There's two things I'm going to share with you. Two thoughts here. How can we believe God for healing? First of all, we got to pray in faith, believing that God's faith is doing is dealing with what our faith is, our faith in God and our healing. So if we ask God to hear our cirrhosis of the liver, we got to believe we healed it. Now, I'm not saying that you don't keep praying every night, but you need to start, start walking around the house saying, my liver's been healed. My liver's been healed in the name of Jesus. Because the devil's going to be out there trying to get you to believe that you haven't been healed. But let me tell you something on the authority of Jesus' name. You've been healed. Now, the healing may come next week, may come a year from now, or it may come before, you know, in death. But you will be healed in faith. God gives it to us in his time. All right? Two, we need to look for faith partners who will pray with us. In other words, we need to go to Christian friends to go and pray, ask them to pray and help us through this. Looking back at my experience, 
with my health. My mom was so rattled because my my dad had open heart surgery a few months before I got sick. He just he, I was up there to help him when I got sick with gallbladder surgery, help him get my mom around, and I got sick, and he got out of the hospital, and. My mom was always on the phone with her her great friend, her great Christian friend, asking for prayer. And then I got sick. She was there. And she was my mom went through so much. She was trying to take care of my grandma. And she was trying to take, because she's 92 years old. She's trying to make sure dad was still where he is. And then he was trying to, she was trying to make sure I was getting healthy and I got stuck down there with the pandemic, and my wife was up here, and she was traveling back and forth until the pandemic hit, coming with us. But my mom went to that friend, and she prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed, and she kept looking. It's important for that we go to people that we trust and pray. It's important that we go to the church and ask them to pray too. But we need close friends and individuals. I, I ask my friends and close individual friends. So they're like brothers to me. To pray about it. And I'm here today. When guys answering their prayers. In fact today. Sorry. Um, some I didn't have that notification turned off. Um, sorry about that. But they I, the day I had to go in. And see how my arteries were. They wanted to see if they had to put any stents in or anything on top. And they prayed. And people, a lot of people were surprised. They prayed at work. And a lot of church members go there where I used to go with. And my f friend Sean used to go with that church too. But he worked with them. And they prayed. And they prayed that when they did that procedure, heart calf, that my heart valves would be clear. Guess what? And I was just surprised as everybody else because I was a fast food junkie. And hamburgers, whatever. But guess what? When they went in, I didn't have no brockages. I was shocked. But I knew it was God. God was already touching and healing me. And... The people, I remember my friend Sean telling me about it. And they were surprised that I had no brockages because they knew how I ate. And Sean said, well, don't you remember what we prayed? And they said, what did we pray? And he said, we prayed that there wouldn't be no brockages. It would be clear. God answered that prayer. God answered that prayer. So we need to go to the ones that's why I said we need to go to the ones that are close. And now saying that those other people didn't believe, but you know they're on your side. And like that friend, and I talked to that friend about things, and we pray about a lot of things. But my mom lost that friendship that she had because the lady went to the Lord with a heart condition within the last month or two. And that's kind of sad for her. But we all... Got to find someone to help pray for, help us pray and believe what we're praying. We'll be right back after these messages with our next segment because our Bible study's done. We'll be right back after these messages. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain it's free. 
there are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum, minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 45. As you know, my name is Pastor Ron Reaver and I am your host. Just in case you're coming into it late, we're going to transfer over now to our next segment. It's called God Teaches Us in Different Ways. And I'm reading out of a little Assembly of God Live, a weekly journey for practical Christian living. And <clears throat> it's a perfect uh, thing what God is do. But the story I want to read you today is how God's going to teach us is the blowing down tree. <clears throat> we have been living in Tailaton Barrett, Borneo. I hope I got that city down right. It's for less than six months, although anxious to learn about our new home. The fact that the island was sometimes called the land of no wind was hardly noteworthy information. What was noteworthy was the sudden appearance of a great wind on an uh, otherwise peaceful day. We watched in amazement as panels of aluminum flew off the roof. The jungle flattened around us. Debris went flying and bushes snapped. It was gone as suddenly as it had appeared. My husband went out to check the damage and our three-year-old son followed him. I went back to language study, but not for long. Our little guy came running in and exclaimed, I'm really mad at God. The wind blew down my favorite tree for climbing. Then he was gone as suddenly as he had appeared, feeling as though the total weight of my son's spiritual future laid upon me. I searched for an answer. What could I say to him? Begin of being of slow mind can have its advantages. I was still compensating my response when the boy appeared at my side with the newest decoration. It's okay. It's a lot easier and more fun to climb on on its climb on its side. God did good. He left he left to climb one of on the problem-causing tree. I was left without a great theological difficulty to clear up. But the incident remained fresh in my mind to this day. Whenever I become mad at God for some grave injustice to my world, the great question being, and always have been, does God know what he is doing? Didn't he know I liked that tree right where it was? Yes, he knows what I like. But yes, he also knows what is better. Better 
a very hard world, then death surrounds us, or broken relationships, or financial reversal, or disabled bodies. This is better. A broken down tree is a good time to climb to Romans 8, verses 28 and 29. And we know that God cares, causes everything to work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. For them, for God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his sons, so that his sons would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. A broad-down tree can help us be, help us to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. Perhaps that's the better. What a beautiful story that is. Beautiful story. A kid got mad at three years old because God knocked his tree down. But do you know awesome at three years old that, that he knew that God was the one that created this world and possibly allowed that wind to blow that tree down? Even though he was mad in his mom's dilemma, like three years old, oh man, he's mad at God, he might lose his salvation, or not even come to God for this, ooh, what am I going to say? But then he comes back in and says, you know what, I was climbing on this tree, it's easier to climb it when it's on its side. So God made it better for him. He wanted it upright, but God made it better for him because it fell. Praise the Lord. See, our God can take the worst things in our life, just like it said in that scripture, Romans 8, verses 28 and 29, and make our problems for good. Make the storms of life for good. Make dialysis for good. Make peripenesis for good. Make a collapsed lung for good. Whatever the case may be, makes a loss of a job for good. God has the resources of a thousand cat, million, trillion cattle on a thousand hills that he can take care of us. We just got to learn to trust him. Hallelujah. We'll be right back for our last segment, which has got two things in it. Um, prayer requests that, from our church and or family members. And um, hopefully, you know, you guys from the group too. You know, there is a way for you guys to speak to me and leave messages. Or you can go to God's Internet Church group on Facebook and join. And you can put your prayer requests in the post. And, you know, and I'll pray for you. And um, I'll pray for them. So we'll be right back after these messages for our next segment. Welcome to God Back on God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 45. And we're moving into our last segment our last segment for the day, which has prayer requests and closing remarks. And there's just two people on my list right now, and there's just three people. This happened to be, I'm adding one, um, my ma, my dad. And my mother-in-law, and of course the past that pastor I was talking about earlier, that was my first pastor, my first real pastor. I mean, I sat under other churches visiting, but 
my first real pastor as a Christian. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up my mother-in-law to you in the name of Jesus. We just ask you right now to comfort her during this time of hospice. We just ask you let it be a peaceful, a peaceful transition. We ask you, don't let her suffer, Lord. Let her do things not to help her suffer. Let her eat some. Let her take her medicine some. Because, Lord, at one point we were having trouble doing that because she wanted to help you take her to you quicker. But, Lord, she understands now. Just help her. Let us do it, Lord. And, Lord, we just ask you to touch her throat so she can swallow better, Lord. And if not, Lord, help us come up with ways to be able to do things better. And, Lord, I just ask you to be with my dad with this aneurysm on his aorta. Lord, it's 1.5 right now. It don't have to be surgically operated unless it gets to 2.5. But my dad's been calm. And they're trying to do it with blood pressure right now because they can't do nothing with it. But Lord, you're the great, you're the Lord that healeth thee. The, you're the Lord, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. We just ask you right now to take your hands inside that body you created. We just ask you to touch that that aura where it's not going to move anymore, or maybe made it disappear, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to help him through. We build up his strength and help him. And Lord, we lift up to you right now, Pastor Levi, my pastor, my first pastor. We just ask you to continue help him get over coronavirus, Lord. Help him with his voice. Help him touch. And Lord, I can't go into a lot of details on the air, but he was hurt. His feelings got hurt. We just ask you to help him get through this hurt time and not blame anybody for it. We just ask you to give him the love and the peace that he needs. And give the love and peace my dad needs. And give the love and peace my mother-in-law needs. And let them feel you now. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And on that note, we came to the end of our podcast. i like to say God bless you. Join us Sunday for our next God's Internet Church podcast. It's going to be a different segment. We'll be putting, um, there'll be one segment, and that'll be the preaching of the word. Um, and a hello segment, and the preaching of the word. And then we're going to put aside our book just for the week. You know, we'll get back to our regular Bible study stuff on Monday. Um, but this Sunday, we're going to be talking about Romans 5, 8. And so if you want to do some study on that and join us on God's Internet Church or join us here on um, the podcast, um, I'm going to have the live feed going and I'll also have this going. And uh, that's good. God is good. God is great. But on that note, I'd like to wish you a good weekend. Have a good day. Have a happy day. Keep the prayers that we've been praying for these people, praying for them. And keep praying for me and my wife as we're taking care of my mother-in-law. And I'd like to say, God bless you. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Keep safe. And God bless you. 
I'm Pastor Ron Weaver, your host, saying see you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast, which would be episode 46. God bless you, and have a good weekend.